Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is still Flyover Ministry, believe it or not. Uh, thanks for bearing with us as we've gone through this series arc. We know that sometimes this can get uh, frustrating. Sometimes your eyes can get a little crossed with the information as we go through uh, the different belief systems of different groups that we'll see within smaller communities, especially in our flyover states. But not only there, just thinking of larger cities in general. But uh, we focused last year on Mormonism, and we look, we're look we looking this month at uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses. And as we look at this, again, we want to be uh, just a good groundworking start for you to be able to um, have some kind of foothold to be able to launch into this. Uh, maybe you're looking at this and saying, we don't really have a kingdom hall, uh, which is, by the way, where the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, gather and assemble. That is what they would call their church building. Uh, is a kingdom hall. We don't really have a Church of Latter-day Saints around here. What's the point of all of this? Um, you know, that's uh, a good question. Uh, maybe these episodes don't exactly speak to your specific context right now, but it may be beneficial for you to be able to see that there are other people that are out there in smaller communities that believe um, other things and even uh, just different, slightly different teachings on Christianity. Uh, and not just to assume that everybody knows what the Bible says, because uh, that is a dangerous way to go about living, just assuming that everyone is a Christian or everyone knows what the Bible says. Um, I'd also say that you may not have a kingdom hall. You may not have other things that are clearly established in your community. But even going back to the fact that we brought up, this is kind of just repackaged Arianism. These heresies that have existed from early on will continue to show up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing about how they've been packaged in different places can only prepare you for when you encounter them in a different setting, in a different context. So even for that sake of it, I think it's worthy of of at least a cursory understanding and look over to see how it showed up and to be prepared. Because, you know, there's if if you're thinking of like a battle and we recognize this is a spiritual battle for people's souls, you don't go into a battle and then wreck say, okay, so now I need to start preparing as we're fighting. You want to be prepared beforehand. And as we are entrusted with with a really important role as people who are leading and helping, investing in the spiritual lives of those coming up, our students, we want to prepare well for what they're going to encounter. We want to, mm-hmm. to be diligent with what's before us. So I'd also plug that as as why we should care for this. And it's also good to just, again, ground yourself in what you believe as you look at the different belief systems of people around you, Uh, recognizing that um, it's easy for us to just take things for granted, uh, but to remind ourselves this is what we believe and why we believe it, and here's why it's important. Uh, So as we look at this episode today, we're going to start actually talking about, uh, we've looked at the background of their history of this movement. Uh, We've looked at what they believe. We've looked at what we believe. And similar to the Mormon 
arc. We're going to talk about how we can build bridge uh, between our ministry and how we reach out to these people. It's good for us to be able to know how to respond to these people when they knock on our doors and when they talk to us on our porch or if we meet them in town as they uh, intercept us, as they go around evangelizing or as they mail us different literary tracts or publications that they have, or you know, maybe as we see uh, a group that wants to start a ch uh, kingdom hall in our communities. Uh, good for us to be grounded in that as well. So Jordan, uh, as we talk about building bridges, I'm reminded of the, uh, the Far Side uh, comic on this. I don't know if you've seen this or not. I don't know um, if I can reference that particular Reference one. it. There's like, um, Gary Larson is just this weird, I mean, you talk about dad jokes and that guy is nothing but dad jokes. <laughs> uh, but uh, he has this comic of these uh, mom, dad, and child. All of them are blobbish figures and they, um, the mom is at the window and she the, she, the words on the comic are, Jehovah's Witnesses, quick, everybody act like beanbag chairs. I'll find it and put it on our social medias. It's just okay. <laughs> uh, the the reluctance of people to hear uh, yeah. uh, from groups like this, right? When they go door to door. But for us, you know, as the people of God, we're called to care for our neighbor, to love our neighbor. And part of that is to uh, rejoice in the truth, to speak the truth in love, uh, to point out sins and, and false understandings of how things are and uh, to be able to point them to the truth of God's word. So how do we start building a bridge with the Jehovah's Witnesses? I think that one of the foundational things, and it really comes down to us as followers of Christ and our interpretation of anthropology, recognizing that we're talking to people. These are people who, like we said this before with the Mormons too, they're made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. They have an eternal soul. They are destined to one of two places. And because they have, a lot of them have grown up in this, they're living and they have, may have lived their entire lives in this massive deception. And they're skeptical, right? I mean, if you've been told your whole life that everyone's against you, you're going to have a jaded view on people you come across. Um, so to start there, starting with prayer, having other people pray for you, especially if you know that this is going to come up, I think is a really healthy thing. Uh, but like you said, even just in your your talk about the far side, um, engage with them. You know, I, I get it. There are times when people invade your life and it's just not convenient. You know, like <laughs> we had, we had, it was when we were in Beulah, Mormons come by when we were, I think it was Mormons. We were gardening and it's like, you know, I, I got to get the weeds picked. You know, I don't have time. And so then they're like, Oh, we could help you. It's like, oh, okay. You know, um, and that that was time, but I, I think, and this is this is not connected to either Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses, but there was a uh, a vacuum salesman who came by, and we'll, I let him give a presentation and a pitch for their vacuum cleaner, right? And not that I was going to mm. buy it because I'm a cheapskate and uh, whatever, but after that, I was like, you know, you did a good job trying to sell that, but what if you had something that you know was a guaranteed success, something that was even better than a vacuum? And so we started talking about like Jesus, like, have you ever heard about Christ or anything like that? So um, sometimes it's just giving people time. And, and we've had, it was funny. There was Mormons that were coming through town, knocking on doors beside the gardening incident. And I invited him in. We talked for about an hour. And then um, it, interestingly enough, I think it was shortly after I finished reading the Mormon chapter in the kingdom of the cults, 
Um, so it was ready to go, having some conversation. And then they went from our house up the street a little while later to the house of the Baptist youth pastor. And so I was talking, I was meeting with him regularly. We talked about it and he's like, Oh yeah, I brought and it's like, he brought up all the points that I had forgotten about and missed. And so it was like between the two of us, it was great. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just having an opportunity to, to talk with these people. And I think one thing that keeps us from those opportunities is that as believers, we're simply not prepared. Yeah, We're intimidated by them because they're going to bring up references that we don't have answers to. And I think that that speaks loudly uh, about where we're at. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I recognize that and I, I don't disagree at the same time. It's easy to be intimidated by something like apologetics or by defending your faith because there's just so much that you feel like you have to be ready to defend on, right? So how do you how do you triage what you need to be ready to defend? Uh, and part of that just comes with knowing kind of your community where, you know, you might not have the Mormons, but you might have the Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, uh, that is our situation. Uh, that is our ministry context. So as far as knowing the beliefs of Mormonism, uh, that information, I know where to find it if I need to. Uh, but that's not exactly uh, sharp and ready to use in my mind, right? It's kind of off in the corner collecting dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are different things that our people are experiencing. So right now, a lot of it is this works righteousness. A lot of it is the arguments and the justification of why it's important for believers to c- continue to come uh, for corporate worship on a Sunday morning. Like, why is it important to be able to say like, well, I can worship God anywhere, right? Well, yes. Uh, so I don't need to go to church. Well, no, because mm-hmm. here's and, and when you use information, that stays sharp and ready to go. So uh, I guess where where we're coming from here is just knowing your community, knowing your people well enough to know what is something that you need to have ready to go, and what is uh, something that you can have just ready to access, like knowing where to go when the need arises. Um, like if you're students, and this is youth ministry, kind of one, a 101 tip, where you have students who come up and start asking questions. Uh, you know, that's a really good question. I don't know that off the top of my head. Let me go and look at that a little bit more. Yeah. And then I will buy uh, some ice cream and we'll talk about it. Is that okay? Like to, to be able to not have all the answers ready to go, but to be able to be willing to learn and to discuss as the need arises. And so I, think, I I'd, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think in line with that too, something like a resource like the Kingdom of the Cults or something that is very in, in depth. And there's there's more you could go to, but even just not if you have that first encounter, don't just push them away. Just say, you know, I, I would be interested. I can't meet with you right now, but can I get your information? And then try to find a time. And then in that meantime, you have opportunity to brush up and to familiarize yourself again with some of these dis- distinctions and differences. Yeah. Um, and, and be prepared. And, and who knows, God might be preparing you for an opportunity to bring them to a place where they're encountering the truth for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be really neat. Yeah. We're going to shout out Mike, Mike Winger again on YouTube. Uh, he's got a lot of excellent resources as well. Uh, if you're not one for necessarily reading, because I'm looking at the Kingdom of the Cults book, Jordan, here on my desk, and it's enormous. It's sizable. <laughs> It's pretty sizable. I mean, the chapter on the Jehovah's Witnesses was 100 pages long. Uh, so if you're not necessarily one to read, um, look up Mike Winger, uh, and they will f- point you to other apologists as well. 
other resources to be able to know where to go from there. But um, one of the tips that Mike recommends in some of his YouTube videos, again, we'll link this in the episode details, but it's to use their own literature to debunk the false teachings. Uh, and because they're known for publishing, he recommends just finding like one or two things to become really well versed in, like mm -hmm. really know these things. Don't go for the sum total catalog of everything that they've ever written. Look at the main, like one main thing to be able to point and say, this is incorrect and here's why uh, I can say that pretty authoritatively because uh, as we talked about in the previous weeks, there's all sorts of illogical fallacies, even with the, the history and the founding of this organization. Uh, part of that is leading them to question their leadership. Uh, again, Jehovah's Witnesses are based largely on uh, the authority of a few figureheads, and they lead and operate under very much a sense of fear and obligation and works righteousness. And it's uh, an opportunity for you to be able to go and invite them to qu question the authority figures in their belief system to say, you know, why do we do this? Why do we believe and teach this way? Why, why are we using this? And why are our Bibles different? You know, and to be able to point to a couple of good things, don't overwhelm yourself because you will get lost in these woods, uh, especially with the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, catalog of publications. Find a couple of things and stick with that and lead them in using their own information. Again, because remember that uh, part of this tenet is that they will only use their resources. Yeah. The instruction from their leaders tell them that don't go and Google Jehovah's Witnesses look at our website only go to our website don't look at what anybody else is saying look at us so when it comes to building a bridge for ministry use only their stuff you use their tactics and you can use that to build the bridge to be able to have that kind of conversation not that you're always in attack mode but to ask that kind of engaging question for them to be able to explain it and then just say well, here's what I've seen and what I've observed, and I don't know what you think about this, and to lead them to think a little more critically about what they believe and what they're practicing. Yeah. And I would say, too, one other thing is is to not be intimidated. You know, we talked about oh, how it, it can be intimidating because um, I, I would even go as far as this, right? I would say, having been at, grown up in the church, having worked in youth ministry for these 15 odd years or whatever. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time dealing with the Bible, dealing with theology, dealing with these different things. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm not necessarily a novice, but yet I'll, I'll be honest and say that having a conversation with someone who's going to be saying, okay, use this reference and look at this. This is the Greek word here and, and stuff. I would say that's intimidating um, because I don't know Greek right? I, I don't right. have that grasp on it. Um, and that could be pretty intimidating. But at the same time, it's helpful to recognize that the people that you're talking to, they might reference those things, but it's very likely that they don't actually know those things for themselves very much mm -hmm. either, right? Because they're getting it from the publications that they're reading, those studies that they have, that they're supposed to be reading um, to the point that even if they never read their Bibles and they just read these studies, they were good. Like, that's that's the world they're swimming in. So they might be hearing those things referenced a lot. They might be being coached and trained, and they might very well have been studying this and memorizing these things as, as a way of, of going out and reaching people, um, which I think I will say I, I have great admiration for their dedication in that regard. Um, 
but don't let it intimidate you. Have opportunities to have those conversations. Again, we have those uh, resources available that you can go to um, that can walk you through some of these things. Um, and don't, don't again, neglect the power of prayer in this. Mm-hmm. Um, bathe these things in prayer because this, is, this isn't just a, a happenstance situation or occurrence. This is, this is an act of spiritual warfare. Um, there is a, a deeper thing going on in this interaction than just two people meeting in the street. Um, there's a battle for souls going on. So it, it warrants the prayer of others. And maybe, you know, just maybe if you are curious enough about languages to go ahead and start stepping into that world, mm-hmm. you know, to find uh, really good resources. Um, there's all sorts of really good textbooks that are out there for you to be able to study Greek. Um, I think there's pretty one definitive teacher right now. If you find uh, the Mounts textbooks, M-O-U-N-C-E, I believe is how it's spelt. Um, he's like, one of the figureheads right now. I'm pretty sure if there's any live Koine Greek speakers, like he, he would be right up there with the best of them. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're interested in that, his, I mean, it's a grammar book, so don't come into this thinking <laughs> like, oh, it's just a devotional read. No, it's, it's a, you're going to be doing some tough plowing, but um, Mounts is pretty accessible if you would like to do that. Also, I mean, there's, he has some really cool flashcards that you can use if you'd like to actually learn how to read uh, the Greek and learn the language itself to be able to study that on your own. You know, maybe that's your jam. Maybe that's not anything you're interested in. But uh, again, just maybe an opportunity for you to to be a little bit more accessible um, or knowledgeable for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also I, wanted to point out too. Um, go ahead, Jordan. Sorry. Well, I was just <laughs> going to say, I it, that's another aspect where I appreciate the nature of the body of Christ. Because there's, there are people that actually understand the Greek really well. And I don't have to know the Greek myself if I know people who know the Greek that are trustworthy. And, you know, they can show me what these things mean. And they can show me these things. And that's good. It's, again, kind of knowing the resources that are out there. Right. Also, just reminding ourselves, again, as you prepare and as you think through things and as you consider how to answer and defend your faith, uh, reminded again of the importance of prayer. Uh, reminded what Scripture teaches that the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom and insight, so that so that when we are brought before people and called to answer for the faith that we believe in, that the Holy Spirit will speak through us in those times. And an important part of that as well is to pray for wisdom, to pray for insight, and also to have others uh, praying for you. You know, when you are preparing for that kind of conversation uh, in the downtime to text uh, your pastor or to call an accountability partner or to f- a close friend of yours to be able to say, hey, I'd really appreciate prayer. Here's kind of what's going on. Um, I'll let you know when I have this conversation and uh, how things are going, but uh, just be praying uh, as well, because this is a, a spiritual battle. You know, you're dealing with um, the divisive nature of Satan in all of this, where Satan seeks to come and uh, kill and destroy and jeopardize and um, dehabilitate the people that are uh, God's creation. He has come to seek, kill, and destroy. That is his work. And as he continues to lead through false teachings, uh, it's on us that this is a spiritual battle. And the way that we are able to manage and navigate that is through the Holy Spirit and through prayer and dependency on God and his word. So uh, invitation here is to not be lazy. 
to be proactive in uh, knowing what you believe, why you believe it, and to use your testimony as, as an example of God's work being done in your life uh, as you consider a conversation and how to reach out to these uh, different belief systems in your community. Yeah, and I, I just a couple of words in the, the encouragement to not be lazy. Um, I, I'm going to close with a, a, a reference uh, a passage here. And this is coming from uh, a book called 30 Years a Watchtower Slave, which mm. was written by W.J. Schnell. And he was a former member of the Watchtower Society. Uh, so he was in this system and he saw firsthand, he experienced it, he bought into it for a while. And, and this is something that he said. The Watchtower leadership sensed that within the midst of Christendom were millions of professing Christians who were not well grounded in the truths once delivered to the saints, and who would rather easily be pried loose from the churches and led into a new and revitalized Watchtower organization. The society calculated, and right then, and that rightly, that this lack of proper knowledge of God and the widespread acceptance of half-truths in Christendom would yield vast masses of men and women, if the whole matter were wisely attacked, the attack sustained, and the results contained, and then reused in an ever-widening circle. So basically what he's saying is, is the whole Watchtower organization was, is, is, as far as their evangelism goes, their outreach, their proselytization, um, they're banking on Christians that aren't really well-grounded. And as people who are now in a place where we are bringing students into the word through youth ministry, um, I see this as a, a big challenge for us, you know, don't yeah. be lazy personally by, by being aware of this ourselves, but let's not be producing people who are not well grounded in the truths as been delivered by the saints as well. You know, the temptation to say youth group is going to be about fun is there we can focus on the hype. We can focus on, on the events and stuff, but we also need to really be grounded in content and in, in things that are going to be rock solid, built on the word, pointing them to Christ as be able to say, as, as Paul wrote, um, I pass on as first importance that what I've received, uh, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he rose from the dead three days later, according to the scriptures, you know, mm. we're, we're, we're building this system on what has been communicated to us through God's word um, that's been testified through through history um, and, and deep. And I know that, that, that in a society right now that's obsessed with entertainment, that's obsessed with kind of numbing ourselves to reality, um, it's difficult. But I want to encourage you guys, do the work. You are called to this position for a reason. You are investing in these lives for a reason. Give them Christ. Jordan, I know that you've prayed uh, the last time. Let me pray for us as we close up here. Again, wanted to point you to Mike Winger. Uh, if you have questions for Jordan or myself, feel free to get a hold of us on our social media pages. Again, just a, a shout out there as well. Uh, appreciate you as well. Uh, if you've got some time uh, or a minute or two uh, to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to that, if that's available. Uh, I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify, but uh, if you would, please just leave us a review. That would uh, mean the world to us. Uh, but as we consider all of this, let's, uh, let's take some time to pray. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for your word. 
the grounding truth that we have to be able to base our lives off of, uh, to be able to uh, live confidently, knowing that our sins are forgiven because of the work of your son. Lord, you did not leave us uh, helpless, uh, but you acted. Lord, you uh, acted on our behalf. And as we consider that work, we thank you again for Jesus today, for the work of the Holy Spirit still alive and at work in your people, your church today. Uh, we recognize that around us are people that do not share these beliefs who uh, would believe differently than us. Lord, who are convinced that what they are doing is the truth, whether that be on their own self-dependency or on the teachings of someone else. Um, Lord, ground us in your word as we consider uh, the false teachings around us, as we consider um, the love that you have for all people and the work of uh, our adversary, the devil. Lord, as you have won the war for us and as we continue to uh, battle and struggle against uh, the spiritual powers in the world around us, we would pray that you would continue to work through us, through your spirit, guiding and equipping us in all things. Give us wisdom, Lord, to know what to say and when to say it and when to be just good listeners. Lord, to be those who are able to be approachable, uh, but Lord, who are able to speak the truth in love. So Lord, we would ask that you would equip us in these things, uh, that you would give us the strength and surround us with people, Lord, who will also help support and pray for us uh, as the need arises, Lord, as we consider the many different needs that we will encounter and, and the many ways that we still need to grow. Lord, help us to grow down into you. And Lord, we pray and would ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you go in peace and serve the Lord? Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.